the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down, eating your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. the crosswalk Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope that you're doing good on this Wednesday afternoon. Man, and we've got some cold weather rolling in. So please take precaution. Looks like this evening, middle of the night, the cold temperatures are going to come in. Also understand there could be some wind chills. So stay warm. Hope that your drive is going well. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Live in studio today, ready to take your phone calls. What's on your heart? What questions do you have? Love talking about real things. Are there some challenges going on in your life that you have prayer requests? So the number to call is 844-500-9673. Again, that number is 844-500-9673. And the text only number is 719-315-315. 1726. Again, that text only number is 719 315 1726. Uh, Merry Christmas. I hope that you're doing well as you prepare uh, for Christmas. We're just a few days out now, four days out uh, from Christmas. Amazing. I think the forecast on Christmas Day is actually 52 and sunny. So the weather's really going to do a roller coaster these next uh, few days. Hopefully, there's not too much stress uh, in your life as you're trying to get ready for Christmas. Sometimes there can be relational tensions as well. I'd like to invite you to Rocky Mountain Calvary. We've got our Christmas Eve services, noon, two, four, and six. They're all family services and candlelight services. We're looking forward to celebrating Christ together. Encourage you also to invite someone to come along with you. This is a great time to Reach out with uh, the love of Jesus Christ. Proclaim His goodness uh, for sure. So what's on your mind? What's uh, What are you going through as you're driving down the road or home for the evening? If you're at a place where you can pick up the phone and call with your questions, your prayer requests, the number is 844-596-73. 844-596-73. Also, you can send a text, 719 315 1726. Again, that text number is 719-315-1726. Love hearing from you as a listener. My heart as a local pastor is just to be here to minister to you. So if you need prayer, I know that this is an exciting time of year, but also a challenging time of year. Maybe you've lost a loved one this year that's not going to be with you at the Christmas gathering, or you're going through difficulties in a relationship or some health challenges, but you're like, man, I could use prayer. The number to call is 
319-315-1726. That's the text only number, 719-315-1726. And the number to call is 844-596-73. I'd like to kick off today's show uh, with reading of the birth of Christ from the Gospel of Luke as we prepare our hearts to celebrate the birth of Christ. So this is Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Canarius was governing Syria. So all went out to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And those who heard it marveled, and those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all things that they had heard and seen, and it was told, as it was told them. Amazing. The birth of Christ, the Savior of the world, who came to die for our sins and rise again, proclaiming his forgiveness and goodness, the shepherds being the ones to hear of Christ's birth and proclaiming the Christ child. What a comfort it must have been to Mary and Joseph to have the shepherds come. Here they are all alone in this barn, away from family, first-time parents. Imagine what it would be like for God to be entrusted to you, the creator of the universe being entrusted uh, to you. So the shepherds come and say, the angels have just told us this, and they find the Christ child and share the message of Christ. We're almost to Christmas, just a few days away, and how are you doing? How are you holding up? We'd love to hear your questions, questions about the Bible, things that are going on in your life. Also, prayer requests. The number to call is 844-596-73-844-596-73. Also, the text number comes right to me here on my laptop, is 719-315-1726. Live in studio today, so let me know that you're out there. would love to hear from you. If you've got a question, prayer request, the text number 
315-1726. Let's tackle this question uh, that has come in. What does it mean to hate evil and to love good? Amos 5, uh, 15. So in Amos 5, 15, we're encouraged to hate evil and to love uh, what is good. I think the first thing that we have to clarify in this is that in hating evil is we're not hating the person who is committing evil. We're to love them and point them uh, to Christ and God loved us while we were still sinners. So this idea of hating evil, it's the rejection of darkness, it's rejection of lies, it's the rejection of all of the things that the enemy uh, throws at us. And loving what is good is really loving Christ, because Christ is the ultimate good. I think of what is written of Jesus in the book of Hebrews. It says that he was anointed with gladness above all of his fellows, because He loved righteousness and he hated wickedness. So really the fulfillment of Amos 5.15 is Jesus. Jesus hated what was evil, but he loved what was good. And what resulted in that in Jesus' life was that he was filled with gladness above all of his fellows. If we hung out with Jesus, we would be in awe of how he was filled with happiness. He was filled with joy. And it was a result of the fact that he didn't want anything to do with wickedness, but He loved what was good. You would think then that Jesus would maybe keep his distance from from sinners. No, in in hating what was evil and loving what was good, he was the friend of sinners. He would build that bridge with sinners, which is thankful because it's me, it's it's you. So great question. Thanks for uh, sending that in. Any text questions that you have, you can send to 719-315-1726, or you can give us a call. We're ready to take your phone calls at 844-500-9673, 844-500-9673. We're going to head to a break. Stay with me right back. You're listening to 100.7 The Word. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Hope that you're doing well as you're driving down the road, preparing for the cold that is coming in this evening and preparing for Christmas. A great time uh, with family and friends. It can also be a lonely time. Remember, Jesus came because he loves you. He's the savior of the world and he's right there for you to turn to to receive comfort and counsel. We'd love to hear from you today. If you've got questions you've got a question, man, I'd really like to ask a pastor or prayer request. I want to give you the number to call. It's 844-596-73, 844-596-73. Also, you can send me a text, 719-315-1726. I want to encourage you to come out and worship the Lord. Join us for our Christmas Eve service at Rocky Mountain Calvary. It's noon, 2, 4, and 6. Going to be looking at the birth of Christ, candlelight, family services. Invite you to come out, plug into one of the wonderful churches in the city, and celebrate Christ. Reach out with the love of uh, Jesus. You know, also this time of year, we start to think about a new year. You know, what is it that maybe God wants to take out of our lives? What are some things that he wants to put into our lives And I think one of the the best things that we can develop is a time each day uh, with the Lord, a quiet time of reading his word and being in prayer. 
The Navigators have got some great uh, tools. If you go to navigators.org, and I read from how to have a daily quiet time. First, it says, do it for the right reason. Don't become devoted to the habit, but to the Savior. I love that. We don't want to become legalistic or think, man, God loves me more if I've had this quiet time. So we're not devoted to the habit, but we're devoted to uh, the Savior. Spend time in the Word and prayer, not because other people are doing it, not as a spiritless duty every morning, not merely as the end in itself, but because God has granted us the priceless privilege of fellowship with Him. So, so I like that we're responding to His grace. So in having a quiet time, the first thing they recommend is prepare your heart, invest the first 30 seconds asking God to cleanse your heart, asking to teach you through uh, the scriptures, and then listen to God through scripture reading. Spend four or five minutes uh, reading God's word. We're going to talk about a few options for, for plans. A lot of times we don't know where to start in having a time in God's word, but taking four or five minutes and to listen to God speak uh, through his, his word. And then after that time in God's word, talk to God in prayer. After God's spoken to us through his word, then speak to him in prayer. One helpful method is to incorporate four areas of prayer that you can remember with the word acts. So A, standing for adoration. This is the purest kind of prayer because it's all for God. Tell the Lord the reasons that you love him. Reflect on his greatness. Just adore him. And then the C is confession. Confession comes from a root word meaning to agree with. When we apply this to prayer, it means we agree with God's estimation of what we've done. Ask him to cleanse you of your sin and to help you turn from it moving forward. So first adoration and then confession. And then Thanksgiving, think of several specific things to thank him for. Your family, your business, your church, even thank him for being with you in hardship. And then supplication, this means to ask for earnestly and humbly. Ask for others, then ask for yourself. Include people around the world, missionaries, friends, and those who have not yet heard about Jesus. So acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, uh, supplication, I think to spend time with God, we've got to have a plan. Like, this is the time of day that I'm going to set apart to to be with God. This is what I'm going to to read. Also, the navigators, you can look this up. You can Google this, five by five by five. So five, then X, five, X, five, Bible reading plan. And it's five minutes a day. So five minutes a day, five days a week, and then five ways to uh, dig deeper. So in just five minutes a day, you can read through uh, the New Testament in in a year. So that's pretty cool to think about. For five days a week, five minutes a day, I could read through uh, the New Testament. And then to ask some questions as you go through to dig deeper. On the digging deeper, you can underline or highlight a key word or phrase. I love to Underline in my Bible, it helps me with what I'm reading, really stand out in a greater way. Uh, Put it in your own words, read the passage very slowly, then rewrite each phrase or sentence in your own words. Ask a question. Questions unlock new discoveries like why, when, where, or how. I use that method a lot in preparing sermons. Capture the big idea. What's the big idea of the section that you read? Personalize the meaning. Respond as God speaks to you through Scripture. Ask how 
your life could be different, how you could apply it to uh, your life. And if you look up this plan, uh, it gives you where to read in the New Testament. I'm sure you could uh, open up your Bible and start with Matthew and go to Revelation and read a chapter of a day and you'd get through in a year, but also you could follow uh, this plan. Reading through the New Testament, uh, reading through the Bible in a year, these are all great ways to get into God's Word. As you search online, you can find a lot of these plans. But ultimately, we need the help of the Holy Spirit to cry out to the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit would give us hunger to understand God's Word, a hunger to spend time in God's Word. One of the biggest lies that I think the enemy tells us about the Bible is that we can't understand the Bible. The enemy would love for us to believe that, but you can. The Spirit of God lives inside of you, and you can understand uh, the Scriptures. So if you're reading God's Word, I'd encourage you to. If, if you've gotten out of the habit or never been in the habit, this is a great time to pray as you think about the new year to say, man, I want to start the year off with reading God's Word. So navigators.org, <laughs> navigators.org has got a, a lot of great tools for us. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you're doing well today. If you've got prayer requests or questions, you can give us a call, 844-500-WORD. You can also text a question at 719-315-1726. Again, that text question is 719-315-1726. We'll tackle this question. What does it mean that God predestined those he foreknew? This is a great question. It comes from Romans chapter 8. Let me turn over there. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. What does it mean that God predestined those he foreknew? So start with verse 28. That's a very famous verse in the Bible. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among the brethren. So this amazing promise that God is working all things together for good, to those that love God, who are all called according to his purpose, we have to examine good from whose perspective. It's good from God's perspective. So it may not be from my perspective, but from God's perspective. And then the question whom he foreknew, he predestined. God has infinite understanding. He sees the beginning from the end. He's the alpha and the omega. I think of this a lot like a parade. If we're watching a parade, we can just see a few floats, but the Goodyear blimp can see the whole parade. So God knows the choice that we would make about Jesus Christ. He can see if we would trust him for salvation or if we would harden our hearts. And he chooses knowing the choice that he we would make. So whom he foreknew, he also uh, predestined. So his choosing is knowing all of the information, knowing what we would choose about Christ. What I'm always humbled about by God's foreknowledge is that he chose me even though he knew everything about me. Knowing everything about me, he still uh, chose me. And this is that unconditional love of God. So this section, it ends with, moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, whom he justified, these he also glorified, all past tense. Uh, Amazing promises of God. So... 
you've got questions, send me a text, 719-315-1726. We're going to head to a break, and we'll be right back on 100.7 The Word. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Hope that you're doing well as we race into Christmas. Remember that He loves you, that He is our Savior, the Prince of Peace, that He's Emmanuel, God with us. Love to hear from you with your questions and prayer requests. As you're listening, if you're like, man, this is really heavy on my heart, I would love for someone to pray with me. Feel free to pick up the phone, 844-500-9673. Also, the text number is 719-315-1726. Let's go to our phone lines to Katrina. Katrina, welcome to the program. Yes, can you hear me? I sure can. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Well, I I just um recently last week I it was actually last Wednesday I was on the air with June Hunt, you know, for an hour. Yep, yep. And and I was talking about <clears throat> being in recovery. Um, me and my husband are, and um, we were homeless and stuff, and and we got clean living in our truck, and now we're in the motels and stuff. But anyway, um. So I was asking her about um, churches and whatnot, and so she had recommended us to go to your church. And so we're running around trying to find ginger snaps for ginger snap gravy. And I heard the, (laughs) yeah, and I heard the you know thing come on. So I was just called in, maybe to get some prayer for. Yeah, June Hunt was at our church uh, last year. She spoke at a women's event. So we would love to have you come no. visit visit our church. We're we're at Austin Bluffs and Academy, um, and our website's mm-hmm. armcalvary.org. But yeah, we we would love to have you come visit. And excited about what God's doing in your life. That that's awesome that you and your husband are are clean and walking this road of recovery. And I know that's a big deal. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's, it really is. It's just it feels so good to be back. <laughs> so yeah. good to be back. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So you guys have have a place to be with this cold weather coming in? Yes, we're we're over and on the west side. Um so we're at a pretty pretty okay place. It's there's no uh riff raff or, you know, none, none of that. Good. Um Awesome. So it, it's nice it's a, it's a little more costs a little more money but it's worth every penny of it, you know, yeah. to have that peace of mind and stuff and so we had moved to a different motel um super 8 and it just got remodeled but god I, there's so many people on drugs at that motel that I hmm. probably shouldn't have said that on air. No, I'm that's sorry. okay. No. Um but fine. but there is, you know, and I, I told my husband I said I can't be here. I said I'm I'm sick to my stomach. I said when when I start driving into the parking lot, I'm sick. When I get on the elevator, I'm sick. When I get off the elevator, I'm sick because I see people that are, you know, I go and I know I'm going to end up seeing people that I you know I used to sure. run around with, and it yep. was just agonizing. Yeah, it's good so good for you we to went and get out of that the, environment. Yeah, yeah. So we we went and went back over to where um where we were um on the west side and it's just so amazing like every morning we would open up the door and there's like six or seven deer right there mm-hmm. there's 
like a dozen squirrels running up and down the trees and <laughs> so it's awesome. It's just, yeah. Well, praise the really Lord for is. that. So Oh, I know. Gosh. Is there anything amazing. I can uh, pray for you about Katrina while I got you on the phone? Well, it just really just to keep us strong, you know, and 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 just to keep us strong and um and for my pray for my daughter who's in incarcerated right now. Okay. Um Brianna and um, and just to keep us clean and, you know, get us somewhere. Hopefully we'll get a place sometime soon. Yeah, but sounds good. We're just, we're just um, accepting where we're at, you know, and, and, and that we are warm and safe and, yeah. and that. So, well, yeah. Good. Let me pray for you. Father, thanks so okay, much for thank Katrina. You. Thank you for her husband. Lord, thank you for this work that you're doing in their life. Uh, Lord, thank you that they're... They're clean and, and walking this road to uh, recovery, uh, Lord. And and God, I just pray that you uh, would encourage them. We thank you for providing a, a warm place that you would meet their needs, Lord. I pray for their daughter that's incarcerated, that you would protect her, watch over her, and just reveal yourself uh, to her. And Lord, would you just bless uh, Katrina, her husband, their family, uh, meet their needs, give them their, their daily bread and protect them. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, before I let you go, Katrina, too, I I have a friend, Eric Sanders, who pastors a church uh, on the west side of town called uh, the Sanctuary uh, Church. And if you look them up, uh, it might not be too far from where you're staying, um, but they they also do a lot of great work uh, in in recovery. But it's called uh, the Sanctuary Church. Um, So, and the pastor is Eric Sanders. Yeah, Eric, um, we met him and um, actually I read one of his books when I was actually locked up one time. And so we went and we met him. That's where we very first uh, started going to. Awesome. So so it's a good place. And then something happened. So I just wanted to look for some a a different spot, you know. Yep, you bet. We would love to have you come visit us at Rocky Mountain Calvary, okay? Okay, great. Yes, and your name's Eric. What is your name? My name is Eric Cartier. Yep, Eric Cartier. Oh, you're. I thought it was Eric too, and then you said the other Eric, and I was like, wait a minute. Yep. Okay, Bo- great. Both Eric. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see you this Sunday. Okay. God bless you. Have a great, great night. God bless you too. Thank you so much for praying for us. Yep. You bet. Bye bye. You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much uh, for listening. We'd love to. Hear from you if you would like to call 844-596-73. If you have a question about the Bible or love talking about real things, if there's challenges that are going on in your life, also you can send me a text, 719-315-1726, 719-315-1726. A couple of things I've been keeping my eye on in the news today is National Guard has placed some troops at the El Paso count, El Paso uh, border there at Juarez and, and El Paso. Continue can pray over that uh, situation uh, with all of the immigration that's taking place and, and just the tension that's there at the border. Uh, there's some 20,000 uh, that are in shelters on the Juarez uh, side. I found this to be a really interesting. Stanford University reveals a list of banned words. There's words that... They don't want their professors using or any in their written literature. So shame on you for even thinking you were American. Stanford University thinks you are bigoted. 
So Stanford University published an index of harmful language it plans to eliminate from the school's website and computer code, offering terms to be used as replacement. Among the words the university urges people to avoid is the language American. People are interested and people are instead asked to use U.S. citizen because American typically refers to people from the United States only. So here we have one of the leading universities, Stanford, that's saying, look, you shouldn't use uh, the term American. And for me, this is just uh, disrespectful to all those that have given their lives to our country. I don't know about you, but I'm proud to be an American. I'm thankful for our country, thankful for those that have sacrificed uh, their lives. And I'm going to continue to use uh the phrase American because we are uh, Americans and and thankful for our country uh, for sure. So you're listening to Crosswalk uh, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 844-596-73. The text number is 719-315-1726. Another thing that was interesting that I saw in the news today is the DEA seizes enough fentanyl to kill every single American. This is from the Daily Wire. In a press release Tuesday, the DEA said that it has seized some 50.6 fake prescription pills laced with fentanyl, along with 10,000 pounds of fentanyl powder. That amount is to 379 million lethal doses of fentanyl. We're going to head to a break, and we'll be right back on 100.7 The Word. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thanks so much for listening. Hope that you're doing well, that your drive is is going well this afternoon. Man, it's going to get cold, so be careful, stay warm. I'm sure uh, all of the... HVAC guys are going to be uh, busy tending to all of our uh, furnaces. So just praying over Colorado for everyone's uh, safety for sure. Also, Merry Christmas as we head towards Christmas. This is the last uh, crosswalk Colorado Springs before uh, Christmas. So just pray that God really meets you in a special way as you celebrate uh, the birth of Christ. And I think we're all managing expectations when it comes uh, to Christmas. And sometimes when those expectations are not met, it can really lead to uh, frustration and also to disappointment. So just make sure to continue to put your expectation upon uh, Christ. Uh, He's the one who will never leave you or forsake you. He's the bread of life. I've been studying the nativity, the birth of Christ, and Christ was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread. So the bread of life was birth at the house of bread. And as we're going through these challenging days, we have the the bread of life that's able to to meet with us. Also, it's challenging times economically, continue to wrestle and struggle with inflation. Inflation continues uh, to go up and, and to know that Christmas is really not about uh, what kind of gifts you can give or receive. It's about the greatest gift, Jesus Christ. And so as you you may be struggling financially. It doesn't limit our ability to be able to celebrate Jesus. We want to invite you to our Christmas Eve services at Rocky Mountain Calvary. You can Google us, find us at rmcalvary.org. We're at Austin Bluffson Academy. We also have a campus out east in Ellicott. Our services at our main campus are noon, two, four, and six, and out at Ellicott 
at 4 and 6. So please come. We'd love to have you. Consider yourself uh, invited. You can send me a text, 719-315-1726, or call at 844-596-73. In the area of news, I thought that this was a really encouraging news story. There's a photo photo of Tony Dungy working as a Salvation Army bell ringer. It went viral this week after a passerby posted a picture on social media of the NBC analyst and former NFL coach standing in front of a local grocery store. This is pretty cool because uh, Tony Dungy is a believer. He's a Christian, and he used to be the coach, a former coach of the Indianapolis Colts and won a Super Bowl there with uh, Peyton Manning. So he's out volunteering for the Salvation Army being a bell ringer. So that's pretty awesome, uh, pretty, pretty cool uh, for sure. Couple more questions here. Uh, we'll take a look at. This is an interesting question. Is God uh, selfish? So, when we look at God, we know that He's absolutely not selfish. A couple of ways really stand out uh, His creation. When we look at creation, anytime there is design, it points to a designer. So, the intricacy of design is all over, whether it's from our DNA to all of the different species of animals. Uh, We've been studying some animals in my son's science uh, this year. It's been so many amazing animals that God has created, and it points to the loving care of a creator. But even more so than creation is the cross. We know that God's not selfish because he gave his only son. The selfish person doesn't give his his son for, for sinners. And Jesus didn't come to be served, but he came to to serve and to give his life as a ransom uh, for many, we see many ways that Christ served uh, throughout his, his life. One that really stands out is towards the end of his life is that he washed the disciples' feet. Uh, this was the job of a servant to to wash uh, disciples' uh, feet, and Jesus took the position of a servant to wash the disciples' feet. And in Philippians chapter two, uh, we're told of the service of Christ, and it's a mindset for us to adopt. So this is Philippians uh, chapter 2. It says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy, being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also the interests of others. So we're to have the mind of Christ. And what's the mind of Christ? Is that he was serving others. And so to look to the interests of others. And then we see specifically how this was lived out in the life of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth, And those under the earth that every tongue should confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So to the degree that 
Christ served. To the degree that we know that God is not selfish, is here he's God, but he humbled himself and he came in the form of a man and he took on no reputation. Jesus was a humble carpenter. He was rejected by his own family, his hometown, Nazareth, by his home country, Israel. He came in the likeness of men. And then coming in the likeness of men, he went to the cross. And as he went to the cross, he humbly suffered for our sins. Then the Father has exalted him to the point where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So in answer to that question, is God selfish? Absolutely not. We see it proven on the cross of Jesus Christ. Another question, this one ties in with Christian Christmas. What does it mean that Mary treasured these things in her heart? This is Luke 2, uh, 19. So let's take a look at this. Luke chapter 2, verse 19, where Mary treasured these things in her heart. It says, all And all those who heard it marveled, and those things which were told them by the shepherds, but Mary kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. So the shepherds come and tell her that the angels appeared, announcing the birth of Christ. And Mary then just listens to this and ponders them in her heart. What I think of this is Mary is seeing this through the lens of a mom. She has the most up-close and personal view of Christ, the virgin birth, the incarnation, and how her mind must have been blown to give birth to a God's son. And so I think of this as almost like a, a scrapbook in the soul. You know, you watch a parent, you watch a mom, and they're taking in these events of, of their child's first birthday, when their child first walks, their, their first words, and mom's just tucking that in the heart. The child graduates from high school, mom's tucking that in the heart. And that's what Mary's doing. She's pondering these things. She's treasuring these things in her heart in a way that only a mom can. So it really speaks of the view that Mary has as a mom, the mother of of Jesus. Well, I hope that you know this Christmas that the Lord loves you, that Jesus did indeed be born in Bethlehem. He died, he rose again to save us from our sins and to celebrate Christ, to celebrate his goodness. Thanks for listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. I hope it's a blessing in your life. It's Monday through Wednesday from 5 to 6 right here on 100.7 The Word. Also, it does turn into a a podcast if you search Crosswalk Colorado Springs anywhere you find your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Audible, all of those places have our our podcast. So please go check out the podcast and, and share it. If you're looking for a place to celebrate Christ's birth, we'd invite you to our Christmas Eve services. It'll be noon, 2, 4, and 6 at Rocky Mountain Calvary at Austin Bluffs and Academy. They're candlelight services, family services, so come out and join us. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Until next time, have a great night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.